Oh, look, Car- my daughter Carly's calling on on Father's Day. Hold on. Hey, Car, how are you? What's going on? Just wanted to say happy Father's Day. Oh, thanks. Oh, you're the best. Oh. Boy, I can really hear the love in your voice. I just woke up. Oh. <laughs> you can't muster up a little enthusiasm for your dear old dad? Happy Father's Day. Sing me a song. That's weird. He's dead. I called you. Isn't that <laughs> Come on, sing me a song. If you like pina colada. Okay, good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Oh, okay. Bye. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of recording my podcast. So, can I call you back later? Uh, I don't know. I'm going with a friend. Okay. Well, I'll call you later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Welcome to Atlas Bach, a weekly chronicle concerning the mundane, weird, and maybe even sometimes dramatic happenings of a simple fantasy baseball league. This podcast captures the thoughts and musings of Greg, Joe, Jack, and Tim, four of the ten owners in the league. Download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podcoin, or wherever you get your Animal Kingdom podcast content. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. This is episode 64, entitled Tiger Blood. I didn't think about my lady. I know that sounds kind of. Well, happy Father's Day, Bacher Nation, and we're so happy to have you with us. And J-Lo, it's fantastic to see you. You look very, very tropical with that. it's not. It's not a Hawaiian shirt, but it's. It's also not a Cuban shirt. Like what? What kind of shirt is that? I don't know what you'd call it. That is the shirt that Charlie Sheen wore throughout. Ah, uh, yeah. two and a half oh, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. And he and Charlie Sheen also had it one button down, just like Joe. Like that's him. right. And, that is impressive chest hair. And Joe's also <laughs> winning, <laughs> except in fantasy baseball, right? Really winning. <laughs> Totally, it's a, it's a new feeling. Joe's, I'm sure. I'm sure it'll turn around today. Joe's got tiger blood. <laughs> if only I'd ever tiger seen that blood. show, I'd know what you were talking. No, that about. was real life, Charlie Sheen. Yeah, no. When, yeah, he, when yeah. he spun off in his uh, coke binge crazed uh, uh, departure from the show, and he was being interviewed all the time, and he was always like, "People say I'm bipolar. I'm not bipolar. I'm bi winning." Winning, winning. He was always winning. <laughs> Everything was winning. And he had tiger blood. Tiger blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, J-Lo, bringing the tiger blood today. I like it. <laughs> yeah, tiger oh. blood. Swag, how you doing, Big Daddy? What's happening? Happy Father's Day, everybody. I'm hanging in there. Happy Father's Day. GK, how are you? Guys, happy Father's Day. Good, I'm well. Thank you. Awesome. All right, so let's go jump right into the scores. Uh, Start with Reardon Metal. Reardon Metal mm-hmm. is leading the St. Locash Troubled Scrotums. Um, <laughs> I think their their name was scrubbed a little bit for presentation purposes. So uh, Reardon Metal did not have to look at the ruptured testicles all week long. <laughs> for that, I'm thankful. He's been holding those troubled scrotums in the palm of his hand all week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you were waiting to say that all week, right? Yeah, that was and, 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 and was... he's he's about to smash them. <laughs> oh God! Pummeling the uh, troubled scrotums. Oh. He's about to rupture those troubled. Scrotums. He sure is. All right, la 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 la. <laughs> Uh, Reardon Metal, uh, you know, essentially looks like there's really no way the troubled scrotums can come back. I think we've said that before enough to not say it any more times. I think we have. Yeah, there's been some ma- amazing comebacks. So At far. least involving so my team, we won't go there. Are you saying the troubled scrotums would come back and smack you in the face? Oh. They could come back and teabag me, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
But let's move over to the yes. Uh, let's move on the epic battle happening between the crispy chickens and mix seven. Hey, just Mario Joseph. I'm winning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the mix seven is currently winning by a very small margin. We'll see what happens. Any predictions on this game today, fellas? It's going to come down to who rests today. I think again that classic, you know, addition by subtraction. Hey, is Mick Seven going to stay in the league? It, it is in question at the moment. Actually, Ooh, really? Why? So he runs our old league, uh, and I'm playing in that league. I have for the last few years. I just let him know last week that I am going to drop out of his league next year, just so he had some extra time to prepare. And it's a really good team. He's not going to have a problem getting somebody to pick it up. But his response to that in that same call was, oh, I was thinking about the same thing with your league. And, oh, boy. Yeah, I don't know if it was a, a, <laughs> if it was a, a spite situation or... He did say, quote, that team is going fucking nowhere, end quote. So, like, after 15 years, he's concluded that his team in this league is not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I would hate to see Pops go. I really would. But I will put it in an early suggestion that if he does decide to retire from this league, Justin, he's got to be the man, right? You're not the first one to bring it up. I'm I'm just just suggesting. I know that I have no authority. (laughs) There was also the thought that maybe we could get to ultimately Jack and I have always thought this should be a 12 team league mm-hmm. and that if, if we had an owner leave that basically we could actually, we could expand by two teams. What do, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'd like to have a 32 team league. It, well, the deeper <laughs> it gets though, the more, you know, um, you know, uh, management comes into play, right. And your ability to, to make choices and, and so on and so forth. So it does get, um, you know, a little more complex that way, but but your initial thoughts are, yeah, okay. I mean, it wasn't you weren't like vehemently opposed. No, no, no. I it makes it more competitive, and and the main thing is that we get good people to do it. Right, right. And we're, right, we're, right. we're really lucky to have the people we do in this league. Well, and think of the think of the podcast. I mean, that would be a great storyline. I'd have more people to mock. I mean, come on, <laughs> more name changes. <laughs> That should come into play while we're deciding yeah, exactly. is, is how how easy it will be to make fun of them for the next. I have years. a great idea. If we do expand the league, or even if Pops leaves and we have another an opening, we interview the candidates yes. on the fucking podcast. I was just yeah. I was just yeah. thinking yeah. a g- game show format Jeez. almost. <laughs> we're awarding three franchises. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's oh, you right. You guys are brutal. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the tail wagging the dog, right? We're actually expanding the audience by expanding the membership. Yeah. Of the league, right? so now yes. we come to the real reason. Right. We, yeah. we need more listeners. Based on their success, you know, it might be intriguing to offer to have the Mondays become independent owners. Well, I kind of wondered about that. Oh. I don't know if they would go for that, but it might be interesting, right? It should be offered. It's just that, you know, if they don't want to do it, so be it. But again, how they would do it would be interesting. But Especially now that, right, now that they have a competitive team. As another thing to think about, guys, I think it might be fun to have the 12th team owned by a chimpanzee. And like, he, he, he sets his lineup by throwing his fecal matter at like a new, uh, like a USA Today. <laughs> I thought we already had that with Mr. Blonde. Oh. I don't know. No? It's Father's Day, but that's all right. My daughter's listening, but it doesn't matter. Let's keep going. Let's keep going with the scores, host boy. I know your real motivation is get to breakfast, so let's get this going, Tim. I know you're got things to do. Nah, now you're talking. There you, you got go, waffles, so. waffles to go before you sleep. <laughs> uh, lethal Injection and the Funkin' Punks. This one we yeah. can call, right, guys? Leave yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. surprising here. Yep. yep. <laughs> Has anyone had any contact with LJ? Like, is he into it at all? Or honestly, like, I talk to a lot of people that play fantasy sports. We're we are not the typical fantasy sports players. I mean, we're we're just so deep into our league and and what's going on. I think the fact that the four of us are on a podcast discussing the league <laughs> kind of uh, right. is the truth of that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I agree. Okay, so the game we were talking about was the Death Valley Curse Killers, which was used to be the Philadelphia Experiment, question mark. Experience. Used to be the Philadelphia Experience. Experience. Yeah, Philadelphia, anyway, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we got to have another segment just to track all the name changes. I don't know if this is the podcast feeding the name changes or what, but we've we've had more name changes this season than I think all the other seasons combined. 
You should be thanking me for not changing my team's name. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. Yeah, so the Mr. Yeah, like Mr. Blonde's Heroes now is one of the longest standing. Things are so bizarro and weird in this league now. Mr. <laughs> Blonde's Heroes. What do you think? Uh, Mr. Blonde's Heroes is going to win this game or what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd say like if I had this lead on some, this is no insult to some teams, but if I had this big lead on some teams, I would say, yeah, it looks pretty good. I would feel good about it. But Jack's got, you know, some, you know, all world talent on his team. And so as we've seen this year, particularly on Sundays, there's been some massive uh, points thrown down. So no, I don't think I have it in the bag. I'm glad that I'm leading. I am going to lose, in my opinion, because not only is he up by damn near seven, which is again quite a bit on a Sunday but also the the things that I look at you know when you're late in the week is the staff so my staff's already at an eight which is not a horrible score it's not their best score by any means but it's not horrible so I'm not going to gain a lot of points staff wise no matter what happens today um, obviously I have been a fan of the uh, the heroes I've made it very public and uh, again they're they're you know, what is this going to be their fifth straight with a win here? So, but even with all that, I still kind of just expected on Thursday, Friday, Saturday for them to drop off a little bit and my team to catch up. And it just didn't fucking happen. Every time I scored a point, they scored a point. So they've kept this pace up since, uh, since they took the lead Tuesday or Wednesday or so. And, and I don't think I can get them this week, unfortunately for me. I also have not only the Incarnation, uh, Incarnation injury, but fucking Real Muto went down yesterday too. Too. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough Sunday. Mm. Yep. Troubled scrotum. He's got a go troubled scrotum. <laughs> Another close game. We have the Dreamers and the 47 Blossoms. Mm. Yeah. Uh, uh, 47 Blossoms, I was ahead, you know, roughly the same that Greg was yesterday, and the Dreamers came screaming back. I was so excited. I started to think about changing my name to the 47 Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was dashed. Um, I, 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 you know, and it was funny because, you know, I hadn't heard anything from Dusty all week long. And then last night at uh, almost 10 o'clock at night, I get a text from Dusty. It says, uh, Rizzo is my favorite two run bomb, both beats the Dodgers and gives us our first lead of the week over the collusioner. Mm. said you should be embarrassed that you're so excited on a saturday night to finally pull ahead of one of the worst teams in the league i was like what, like, what? what are you doing uh, right you know and then he's like out of context the dodgers lost exclamation point and we now have the high score for the week that's exciting i don't care what you say so i sent him a stupid gif about like yeah whatever he's like fine fuck and your face and mouth boring enough Ooh. for you? And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. I was like, maybe that's a little much in the other direction. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. That is rather aggressive. That's, uh, we need to explore that with his therapist, I think. You were, you were uncomfortable with the uh, bickering between Jack and Greg last week. I'm really uncomfortable yeah, with that. Right? Yeah, we went from uh, uh, crushed testicles to fuck. Um, you know, maybe I'll edit that out. But, uh, <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. And then uh, maybe I said maybe that's a little much in the other direction? Question mark. <laughs> I really just uh, I was really just kidding. Your interview skills are solid for the Sacramento <laughs> Bee. We're more like the Weekly World News. Um, <laughs> He's like, oh, no, 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 no backtracking now. I'm waiting for the next invite so we can really dive into some shit. And I said, uh, we should be able to do that next week. You down for that? And he said, in an all serious, uh, happy Father's Day, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then he uh, said, uh, maybe. That out. Yeah. But then, then he's like, I'll be in the third of the last day of running a 60-team basketball tournament. Might not be able to make that morning. Right? So already. Backtracking. And I said, we can do the following week. I'm looking forward to it. Hey. And then Eldon chimed in because he was on this. And then he said, I will take it. But I don't know what he's talking about. Is he talking about the fake? Is he talking? To <laughs> what, what is Eldon talking about? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh. Like a oh. that's a that's my funniest joke in three years of doing this. I don't even know we can use it. Oh, we can use it. Why the hell can't we use it? Uh, uh, all right, we're in a podcast that because your daughter's going to be listening. No, to she's this. not. I was, I was just lying to make Tim feel better. <laughs> Obviously, a, a lot of emotion there. Um, you know, Tim is the only team that's beaten them this year, and still could. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of beating them, right? So I have a I have a, a question on this. So Nixon Zell fouled a ball off his face yesterday. Out. So he's out. I want to I want to beat the Dreamers. I do. Ooh. 
And this is like a big thing for me. And so I looked through, looked at, checked at all the uh, middle infield eligible players I have on the bench and looked at the matchups and said, okay, Willie Dames, he's the guy that is going to help me get some points. Senzel's out today. Well, then I saw, now the games haven't started yet, right. but I saw that a Dames takes a breather. Yeah. Now, am mm. I am I able to, since the games haven't started, to change who I sub in? Or once I put it on the league feed, is that essentially uh, marking it into my um, lineup that day? And now, before Jack speaks with the official rule, I will offer the as a non-commissioner what I think is reasonable. Can we get him a shirt as a non-commissioner? <laughs> so, so there's two ways to look at it. Is it like, okay, uh, I still have my hand on the chess piece, so I am still can make a change. I think if Tim then rethinks it before the commissioner has time to execute the move, he should be allowed to do that. It's like calling back a pinch hitter before he's announced. Yeah, but with this in this league, it could be days before the commissioner gets. That's to true. <laughs> well, that's my point. The only the only bad thing about doing what Greg said because I agree with what he's saying. The only bad thing about that is there's a, a difference in the in the time, and and somebody could turn that and say, well, you did you did that move really quick for this guy because you want him yeah. to lose. You know, it just sucks. It was uh, so. I think if the Dreamers win, it's really because I just I fumbled at the end and put in a Dames. I think that's really what. Well, no, I think we've all been subject to that. I know I've put in players, and then like they sit that fucking day, and it is annoying as shit. It, yeah, no, it unfortunately it happens. I'll go with whatever the rule is, but actually, I've just rethought my whole stance that I just said five seconds ago. Not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once you put it on the board, whether the commissioner executes something or not, it's happened. Which has always been the case. It really has, Greg. I mean, okay, so then it's the case. So, so there is a rule. Once Tim puts it on the board, it's happened. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my name the 47 Blossoms and not the 47 Nightmares, which is really what I wanted. But well, again, the score maybe like Dusty. I'll just wait to see how it comes out and then I'll talk shit. That's the way to do it. Well, no, I, I do want to comment on your game with Elden. Though I'll tell you what Elden texted me in a minute. But did he, either of you guys looking at Tim's team this week think, "Holy shit, Tim's done it again"? Absolutely. You know, he was on this rebuild that was going to be a year or two, but Jimenez and, you know, uh, Renfro and all these guys, I was like, oh my God. Yeah, hell of a pickup. I thought to myself, I didn't have to worry about Tim to at least next year. Right, right. And here he is again. And yep. it, God damn, it, it, the future is now. I, I really was thinking that last night. And then Eldon happened to text me about something else. We were chatting about something else. And so right before we kind of signed off on the text, I was like, just please beat Tim this week. Because, you know, we're nominally in a wild card race. And, and, and Eldon wrote back, I don't see it happening. This was at 7.38 p.m. So most of the games for the week were nah. were done. Or for, this, for the yesterday were done. And Tim was like three points ahead of him. Wow. He said, I don't see it happening. His team is on fire this week. Renfro hit three jacks yesterday. Rainout has Polanco and Gordon out today. And I wrote back, you've had some amazing Sundays. And he wrote, we do like Sundays. And I wrote, Mondays like Sundays. <laughs> but, the, but the point is that, man, I woke up this morning and I just was checking my score. And, and man, he, that team is amazing with the way they can just throw some massive points up in a short amount of time. That's no offense to you, Tim. No, no. The, yeah, the Dreamers are, that's a, it's a fucking awesome team. I mean, they deserve all the credit in the world um, for building a great team. I'm happy to be winning after all these years, but I, I just don't see this being a year where I could actually win at all. And, and even now, competing for the wild card against Tim is, is a little scary. So it's like, yeah, I'm happy to be winning, but there's also part of me that's like, man, but you know what? To what end? Wouldn't it be better if you finished with a third or fourth worst record in the league and had better draft pick next year? I think I've got that locked up. I'm not going to toss games. I'm just I'm happy to be winning. But yeah, you actually, Greg, you should really be thinking about the playoffs. I, I, well, I you know, crispy chickens don't seem to me like a team that is going to be able. to Yeah, the limp chickens off, suck. Right? There's no question about that. Nick Seven on the rise. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Forget it, Jack. I'm oh, staying in yeah. the league. I'm staying in the league. <laughs> Next year's my year. Faith and Bagora. Well, let's go ahead and uh, refresh our coffees, and we're going to come back. And, folks, we've got some listener emails, some direct messages from Instagram and from Twitter. So uh, it's going to be interesting to uh, – I'm looking forward to sharing. I'm looking forward to sharing these 
with Bakker Nation. I, I was kind of surprised some of them aren't the most complimentary. So I'd oh, be interested God. to see what my my fellow hosts think oh, good. about these. I hope they I hope they've uh, screen names so we can attack them back because that's what I'll do. <laughs> I gotta look up the real identities and call their work. Okay, we'll see you in a minute, boys. Welcome back, bots. Uh, and, and maybe it's not all bots. I think we've broken through a barrier here where we're starting to get some feedback. So we had a we had a poll that was put up on our Facebook web page uh, or Facebook page, right? What, what's the proper way, Joe? What's the proper way? To I, think it's, I think it's Facebook page. Facebook page. Thank you. So the Facebook page we had uh, we had a lot of interaction on that poll. Fucker. Mm. Uh, <laughs> It's it's how you you put it out there, right? Like, <laughs> we're just playing with the character you created. <laughs> it's not a um, character. I really don't have a Facebook page. <laughs> so um, the the you know, and and I guess maybe now would be the good time before we get into the feedback from our listeners. GK swag has there been? Are we getting close? Are we close enough to call it on a Sunday as to who the listeners backed? in last week's little kerfuffle i'm guessing it seems as if we had more votes than we have downloads so it did become a bit of a popularity contest in which uh i was trounced by greg this, once this again. is the second most downloaded podcast just so you know is it it was definitely the most engagement we've had so far on uh on facebook people are uh, are getting involved even if uh even if they're most of them are wrong <laughs> <laughs> I think the listeners should know, though, that as I look through the vote totals, there's many people among the GK votes who have listened to the podcast. I know for sure. They're all your friends, but yes. (laughs) (laughs) Believe me, I don't don't surround myself with sycophants like you, Jack. If they didn't agree with me, they would have voted otherwise. You know, so trust me, the super fans who voted... They voted their conscience, and that's all I would ask. And they voted for me. So I, I, again, it was you know kind of tongue in cheek, obviously thrown up there. And the question, folks that didn't vote, get out there and vote. Find our Facebook page. Uh, was which of us vote for GK? <laughs> which of us was most right? So obviously we didn't get into details or specifics. Um, and uh, and yes, I think Greg got two-thirds more than two-thirds of the vote so speaking of justin uh i did get a note back from justin after he listened to last week's episode and he sent me a picture of him and stephanie and said sounds like the gig is up and you figured out who the real mastermind Mm. is Uh, so boom i just wanted to tell you yes i broke the case there you go Uh, he seemed actually relieved yeah so case broken not even detective swag or GK the investigator or anything. Well done, Tim. So Stephanie will be the new new team owner. I think they'll be co-owners. Like it'll be the Mondays. Yeah. Maybe they won't be as um, I don't know X-rated in their comments back, but um, we'll see. <laughs> Fucking poor guy can't win for losing. <laughs> so look, we but we have been getting some interaction, which is funny because you know we all know we set this up just for the four of us uh, and maybe some people in our league. We don't really give a shit if people are listening, but we understand that some are, and we have been getting some feedback. And now I'm going to start with a direct message to our Twitter feed from at Real Shit Baseball. Oh God! And if if you remember, this is the league we were talking about. Well, somebody took that handle. And what they sent us was, you guys all suck. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Deeply insightful. I agree with 75% of that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you do, GK. I think that Joe is his moments, but the other three of us suck for sure. You know, I mean, the Twitter machine is definitely a negative, you know, it's a, there's a lot of negative comments. We did get, mm-hmm. we did get another direct message from at MLB Madman. Oh. Your podcast is a dumpster fire. Oh. 
<laughs> I, love well, I mean, I to that I would say thank you. That's kind of what we're going for. <laughs> yeah, I like dumpster right, fire. Yeah, right. Actually. Like I, you know, I, I, I thought, well, okay, well, we got a reaction. Well, I mean, sure, if right? you see but, a dumpster on fire anywhere when you're out driving around, or you stop, yeah. you look, you yeah. enjoy you it, check it out for sure. Yeah. Right? How, how long do you listen to a podcast before you decide it's a dumpster fire? Really, well, this should be a fifty episode minimum. Before we allow people to call them. No, I just, just curious. I mean, did he just like go through the intros and go, well, this, this is just ridiculous? Or did he listen to half of it? It, it would be I, interesting. I, I don't know. know. I mean, I, well, t- you know, Twitter is not one place. There's a lot of deep thought that goes on. I mean, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, just like a bunch of thought bubbles. I don't know. I think you guys all suck is very insightful. You know, you should write back to him. <laughs> what? That we're rubber and he's glue. Yeah. <laughs> And go. both are flammable in a dumpster no, fire. Jealousy. Part of it is, I think, so it's MLB Madman. So I'm thinking like he's like a really into baseball. and, and Or he's angry. I mm-hmm. think, you know, we started out, if you go back to some of the early episodes, we talk a lot about baseball. If you listen to last week's episode, baseball is a real minor character <laughs> in what we're talking about. Yeah. So maybe maybe he just maybe he's a, more of a purist. And we think that's Lenny Dykstra's handle, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, we did get this this message from Tito in Carmel, Indiana, mm-hmm. and he said, uh, I'm assuming he, I should say, they said, why do you guys use pitching staffs instead of individual pitchers? Okay, now that's a legitimate question, Tito. I, I thought so, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I, Boy, he's actually listening. He listened. I mean, honestly, that's pretty amazing because we, it's not like we talk about the fact that we use pitching staffs in all that great detail. We might mention it in passing during a score segment right. that the Twins pitching staff. Right. So this fucking guy is one of our best listeners, Tito. Yeah. I, we invite you, go, you to Tito. come on and talk about your league. Tito, the answer is we're lazy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but so let's put that up there. When we expand the league, guys, maybe we consider, again, individual pitchers. Or is that too much? Oh, we've talked about that. Well, I think I think to answer Tito... Oh, yeah, answer Tito. Uh, Tito, we're... Uh, yeah, to answer Tito's question... When we started the league, uh, again, we started this league before the internet was even a thing. Uh, to do individual pitchers would have been a lot of work. Uh, and so we went with pitching staffs. It was a little easier for us to capture the, what am I trying to say, the the the, the values, statistics. the statistics. Yeah. Thank you. It would have been yeah. easier to do the statistics. So and we went with the pitching staffs. Yes, and? Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and it, and it actually it became kind of part of the league and then having a pitching staff draft each year. Um, on top of the dynasty, it became nat- then something that had value that we could trade. I've been in leagues where individual pitchers play, and it's 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 more frustrating than fun for me personally. Cool. Yeah, it's a lot right. It's a lot more detail. And again, in a, in a league where obviously we're having you know some questions about uh, uh, people being able to pay attention, commissioner and otherwise, um, it's a lot more uh, effort, work, and and detail. The other thing is, like Tim said, because we are a, a dynasty league, and and we keep all of our players, 30 some players from year to year, the value of the draft becomes minimal. Um, there's only so many opportunities right. you know, draft wise. Right. So the, the pitching staffs gives that draft value and, and gives the, the lesser teams more opportunity next year. If we had uh, individual pitchers, we would keep them too. And the draft would become, you know, much less valuable. So, so it's Atlas at gmail.com. I, 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 I don't know. I'm I'm wondering if people are starting to kind of maybe troll us through Gmail uh, because this one came in um, uh, late this week. It's uh, it's from Fern in Sanford, Florida, and Joe is by far the most talented person on your show, and yours spelled U R. So, so I, I don't know. Sounds like you're trolling Joe so, on the podcast. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? To me, someone took the time to think of a name. That, I mean, that clearly, I mean, I don't know unless the Fern, unless Ferns now can interact on the internet. So I thought that was. But, but funny. again, though, I, I am so happy to hear that. Unless it's one of our friends, it's not me. I'm not doing this shit. Right. Unless it's one of our friends, it's somebody who understands the right. Joe character sufficiently well. It, it yeah. has absolutely nothing going on in their life and they have the time <laughs> to create this phony email there they go <laughs> let's talk about the most frightening slash exciting possibility it's an actual fern <laughs> right, exactly. the ability to email and is rallying to joe's defense somebody's got to do it <laughs> that's possible now remember i put i put the email address up on facebook uh, i don't know if you saw it. well joe you didn't see it but uh, <laughs> i put that up there 
This one, this one, now this one, guys, you got to help me figure this out because I have my suspicions as to who sent this. The subject line came in, the dreamers are dreamy. Mm. (laughs) It's a little long, so bear with me. You guys need to cool it with picking on Dusty. He sounds like a respectful and smart young man who has his poop in a group to me. I also don't find your characterization of Californians as shallow people accurate in any way. You are all probably just upset that he and his equally impressive cousin are destroying your weird little fake baseball league. Also, do you have to use all of that bad language? Martha M. Sacramento, California. Martha Monday. Exactly. Dusty's mom. I, I, that's, I, that's exactly what Dusty's I was saying. Mom. Like, I felt like I just got yelled at from the neighborhood uh, mom. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, but Dusty's mom, of course. Martha Monday. Your mom I, I, wrote us. Leave <laughs> <laughs> Dusty alone. <laughs> right? Like. Uh, somebody send those texts to the to uh to to his mom his last text to, to, yeah, yeah. to Tim. Right. She's gonna wash right. his mouth out with soap. That's right. right. Yeah, check yeah, listen this week, Martha. Yeah. You Your son <laughs> Tim in the mouth. Yeah. From face to yeah. right. respectful and smart, right? <laughs> and then and then but that this was the thing. This was it is equally impressive cousin. And I was like, come on. Come yeah. on. What's going on? <laughs> or maybe that's Dusty's alter ego. I was going to say Alden's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you have it. Wow. But, uh, you know, <laughs> well, there's some. So yeah, we'll take that under advisement, Martha. And Tito and Carmel, you have an Atlas Bach t shirt heading your way. I thought it was uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Indeed, it is. So I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, hopefully this will catch on. It'll be a thing. Um, uh, maybe not. I don't know. But it's great to have this interaction. And, and it definitely did not sound like bots. That that didn't strike me as. Uh, no. You know, I didn't get a, a fax machine signal sound when I opened it up, you know. Didn't have a Russian accent. It did not have a but your, your computer didn't come down with a virus immediately afterwards. <laughs> I, I hope not. Although my yeah, this this recording studio did shut down pretty quick when I jumped on at first. So I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. That was Charlie Sheen. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Tiger <Sheen's> people. <laughs> well, I think it's great. I mean, Jack and I's little fight. I mean, you know, it's true in the broadcast game, uh, baseball madman, that uh, fights do bring in ratings and so i That's think right. that you know, based on the evidence of our vote and the facebook page activity that there is a lot of repressed people out there who, who appreciate somebody rising up against the tyrant and now they're going to be fans well i'm i'm excited about this you know real shit baseball these jokers out there like i wonder how could we rumble how could we podcast rumble like how how would that what what would that look well, like? Well, I think we together? take one of their episodes and one of ours and we use oh. our Facebook page and say, okay, friends and, and fans of Atlas Bach, we're putting it out there. You know, listen to real shit baseball. If you like them better, leave us and follow the real shit assholes. I, you know what? Actually, I think that's a great idea. I think we take some clips from their sh- last show. And we, we yeah, oh God, yes, let's do that, please. Okay, all right. So we'll we'll maybe we'll think about doing that next week. You pieces. Of I think shit. Pops is joining oh, their league. He might be. He's he embarrassed be. to be associated with a league with such a weak podcast as us. So he's going to the real shit baseball <laughs> podcast <laughs> league. That was awfully quick for them to jump in like that, right? Are they maybe they're they're uh, possibly employed by uh, old Steve Phillips, like that? Oh, you know, or they're awfully or they're ten year old boys, probably. You know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they have nothing but time. Yeah, nothing they're but on time. summer yeah. vacation. But it is interesting. So I, I, uh, I, I, you know, obviously I've been searching around for these. Enjoying the recommendations of podcasts. That's how I came across Real Shit Baseball. And there, I came across another recommended podcast that really caught my attention. And, and guys, this is this actually made me excited about the potential uh, of podcasts being an art form. There have been four episodes so far, and it's been in existence for four years. It, I swear to God, it is the review. I'm going to read the, the description here. Review of the film... Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2, Uh every American Thanksgiving from now until the end of linear time. (laughs) These these podcasters may never yield. They will never be freed. This is their curse. This is their podcast. Mm. I was hooked. It sounds good, actually. As I told you, I like to listen to the last one first. So I listened to their most recent one. The first 15 minutes, these three guys were talking about how they're they're, they're kind of pushing against their this existence, this Sisyphean, Sisyphean curse of having to do this every year. And it's the same fucking horrible movie they talk about. And then 
Then what happens is they start to get really deep in this movie. Now they've they've watched this every year. They break it down. They take notes, <laughs> and they're breaking down scenes. They're breaking down jokes in in immaculate detail. Like I I thought to myself, I want to go back and watch this movie. Now. Yeah. <laughs> then they started to get into this really kind of psychoanalysis of Kevin James and and what is Kevin James doing and what is Paul Blart the worst human being ever or is he a brilliant human being? They come up with an alternate spin-off miniseries from this, and then they get into multiple planes of existence that play out in the movie and proof as to how that happens. Guys, this podcast is by far my favorite podcast I've ever come across ever. You need to check it What's out. It called it's called Till Till Death Do Us Blart. Oh. And it is fucking amazing. So you can check it out. Well, that's uh, great. I thought it was fantastic. I will check it out. And uh, yes, and we should try to connect with those guys. It, Genius. Those the, those guys. They've got actually several other podcasts. They're they're super pros. But this this one this one was was really really good. I love the concept. Um, people, the comments. People are just bewildered. Like, what is this? And and of course, that makes me very interested. Yeah, uh, I did come across a, another podcast that was ranked near us. This one, this one actually had some medicinal value to me um, because it's it's a very calming podcast. It's called The Empty Bowl. Mm. It's two gentlemen that are really into bre- sugary breakfast cereals. Mm. They talk in that same kind of NPR voice that you you know you is kind like, of real mellow. So today we're having. Cocoa Puffs. Yes, that's exactly it. And it's got the the ocean waves Mm. crashing in the background. So super relaxing. And these guys do straight up reviews of sugary cereals. They talk about new cereals coming out, new flavors coming out. It it Mm. and at first I listened to it and I thought, I'm gonna listen to this for five minutes and turn it off. Guys, I've burned through six episodes. It is it is really good. It's very relaxing. And frankly, I walked through the, I was at the supermarket yesterday and was walking down the cereal aisle and was fascinated with all the new flavors that I'd never noticed since I was like 10 years old. So yeah, the empty bowl is definitely one. And, and we're ranked right in the same cool. vicinity. So again, I felt, felt really what, good. What were that. some of your guys' favorite breakfast cereals as kids? A lot of cookie crunch. Oh, those, those were good. Yeah. I, I, Lucky Charms, man. Good. I just, mm-hmm. those marshmallows were great. Mm-hmm. Those dehydrated pieces of puffed sugar mm-hmm. were fantastic. Joe? Cocoa Krispies. Cocoa Krispies Ooh, a classic. Yeah, Cocoa Krispies. I, was, I loved all those, uh, and I had many favorites, but my all-time favorite was Peanut Butter Captain Crunch. Oh, I'm going to check them out. We, we should put them on. We should start putting the, the podcast that we like on, like give them a shout-out on our Facebook page. I, I heard uh, a podcast the other day that I wanted to tell Joe about because I think he'll like it, but our listeners as well. It's called... Um, yeah called talking plants oh that sounds interesting what yeah check it out it's it's good it's it's not exactly what i expected when i um when i logged on so worth a listen i'll look it up okay boys well uh, i think maybe maybe the mlb madman might be interested to know that we actually have some baseball Mm. to talk about and this was something that was super close to to my heart is that someone actually used a balk in a game in a way they used it intentionally so I'm um, really interested. GK unearthed this uh, really interesting story. Yeah, I unearthed it when Yahoo Sports sent me a text of it to, to check out. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of research. A new journalism. Crack research. Well, it, it, but it did jump out at me because of the name of our podcast, obviously. And the most right. frequently asked question I get um, from fans, so I'm, t- I'm talking like two times this has happened, is uh, what's a Bach? You know, even people who are familiar with baseball, they're often asking, yeah. what does Atlas Bach mean? And I'm like, well, you know, it's a play on Ayn Rand novel, and we use Bach. And they were like, what's a Bach? You know, and so I was like, well, I'll let me explain it to you. Then I lose them. Then their eyes blaze over. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. We, we couldn't be more unsuccessful if we tried. Like, we, we just, the way we set this up is really like, if anyone makes it through all of the little things to actually get to us and, and interact with us, they're fucking super heroic in their efforts. Really. Tito. Really. Tito. Tito. He's the man. Tito. He's in the running for the fan man. of the year, I think. Uh, yeah, well, on the Bakis. Well, this is we can fan letter, five, fan letter so of the can. year. That's a new category <laughs> on this year's Bakis. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Uh, okay, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get uh, get our drinks refreshed, and we'll come back and talk about an intentional Bach.
Okay, well, Bakker Nation, welcome back. As we promised you before, and I'm thinking about you, MLB Madman, uh, we have some baseball talk to talk about. And we had a very interesting situation happen in a Dodgers game the other night where we had an intentional Bach. And as you heard, the detective work that GK did to unearth this story and find out. GK, why don't we hand the microphone over to you and share with us and share with Bach. Well, sure. But so, across. yeah, I, I did a lot of, in, I did some intensive research. I was lying in bed watching a pirate game and my, my, <laughs> one of my uh, notification sounds went off on my phone. So thinking it might be somebody from one of my dating sites, like sending me a message, I, I grabbed it immediately. Uh, and then I was somewhat disappointed to see it was like a Yahoo sports alert. And it was the story about Kenley Jansen and his intentional Bach. And before I read the story, uh, just for my own amusement, I sat there thinking, under what circumstance would strategically would an intentional Bach be called for? And I got to be honest, I couldn't think of one. You know, So the story is, and, and before we go into why he did it, for our listeners of Atlas Bach, you may wonder why we're called Atlas Bach. Bach is a, uh, it's a violation of baseball rules and boys jump in if i don't explain it right but in a nutshell you know it yeah it's when a pitcher does an illegal move uh with runners on base that would uh, according to the rules benefit the pitcher and, and disadvantage the runners and so and you know listeners when you see a pitcher come to set position you know um then that then their next move has to be to the mound or to the plate well the it just has to be final. final. So if their if their next move is to throw to first, it has to be complete. They can't act about as to if throw to, or step to home. as if right, and then right, right throw home and then throw or vice versa. They like can't fake a move move toward but, right, correct. But the That's best the part of the rule is it's it's completely up to the umpire whether they did. Yeah, I mean, I, I we've no statistics on it, but I mean. Uh, like box per year that are called. It's it's not a well. It's not a frequently called situation. I think like yeah. the league leader no. last year in box, if I remember correctly, had like the pitcher who had the most box last year was like five or six. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so um, so never have I heard of an intentional box. And so reading the article, so Jansen is uh, the closer for the Dodgers. He's on the mound. Two-run lead, bottom of the ninth, and uh, Lorenzo Kane, I think, for the Brewers is on second base. And so the backstory is that the Brewers and the Dodgers, I guess, have some beef from some playoffs years ago where there was accusations of sign stealing. And again, that's one of yeah. baseball's unwritten rules. Or is it a written rule? I don't think it's a written rule that you can't steal signs, is it, Jack? I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's written. You can't use you can't use technology. Right, yeah, so there are yeah, rules yeah. around you can't use cameras or um, you know scouts in the stand or people. But it's something that exists. Off, it's always existed. That's why you see them throwing so many signs. Yeah. Otherwise, they just up a one real quick, right. and you know. So yeah, everybody's aware that it exists, and but you can pick up on it for sure, especially from right. Day. And so you know, into the batter, you, you know, they can't see where the catcher's setting up inside, outside. Uh, that sort of thing. So the the sky, if there's a runner on second base, in some instances, I guess he can tip off the batter on location and things like that. So this goes back to a B from a couple of years ago. And so Jansen was concerned. He had uh, Lorenzo Kane on second. He was going to throw signs. Or, or was it? No, it was the Cubs. Sorry. Sorry. It was... Um, yeah, it's cause yeah, it's yeah, yeah. So right. Sorry, guys. Uh, it, it was uh, who was on? Who's the right fielder? I'm drawing a blank. Hayward. Hayward. Yeah, Hayward was on second. Sorry. So anyway, um, Jansen was seen and heard the game uh, audibly saying to his teammates, "I'm gonna balk. I'm gonna balk. I'm gonna balk." And and he, I guess, he had to do it two or three times before the umpire called it. <laughs> thus issuing uh, you know, an advancement to Hayward down to third for the, the sole purpose of him not being able to steal signs. And baseball pundits applauded Jansen 
Because he's not worried about his ERA or anything like that. Yeah, good uh, base hit. Generally, you're going to score from second or third. So, it, and that run right, doesn't right. matter because you're up by two. The run that matters is the guy at the plate. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, as far as the the right. game goes and the rules within the game, he did a, a great job using a, a an odd situation to benefit the team for that. And, and they said it's particularly sweet because it was I against Matt, and like Tim said. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I thought that's why uh, uh, J Lo put his glasses on, but uh, J Lo looks more like Scott Van Pelt right now than Madden. Which, and, and Scott Van Pelt because of the glasses. The glasses. Of, yeah. Know, yeah. Joe doesn't know who that is. Scott Van Pelt. I'll look him up. So, anything else to talk about, gentlemen? Uh, I wish there were more uh, fights this year. Oh my God! What's going on? This the little legalization of MLB is pretty sad. Right, it started out with with Tim Anderson throwing bats across catchers and and uh, you know, Chris Archer's, and it, it looked like it was going to be a, a fun year for fights. But all of a sudden, a couple of wrists get slapped again, and and uh, and here we are back in. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other day I was watching the Pirates Braves and, you know, they'd had a, a, a series the previous week and I guess there was a little bit of beef going on there. And our pitcher, our starter, Joe Musgrove, hit like a glancing blow on Josh Donaldson. And and uh, Josh Donaldson started to walk down to first and he, he kind of said something to Musgrove. So Musgrove came at him and the benches cleared. Barely, I don't even think I saw a shove from anybody. It was all teammates restraining one another. And then after that, they threw out Musgrove and Donaldson for for yelling at each other. It's ridiculous for inciting. But isn't that <laughs> isn't part of that just the you know the threat of Josh Bell? Like, yeah, he did move in on him. <laughs> he's like a goon in hockey. Like, um, and and I, I'm not trying to say anything other than Josh Bell is a massive human being. And especially with the elimination of PEDs in baseball, there's not a lot of big guys left in baseball. I mean, I think we even talked about the third base coaches mm-hmm. are becoming the enforcers. And, and Josh Bell just seems to wade into these things, and people just back away. My like, favorite uh, part of that, though, was watching Donaldson pick the catcher up and just fling him aside like a rag doll. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Posey-esque of that catcher. I was going to say, didn't we didn't we uh, give someone a Posey Award uh, nomination for? That. Yeah, I don't think Diaz is a po- is a posy. He did get tossed by Donaldson, but Josh Bell is like the anti posy because every fight <laughs> since he's been on the team, like he runs right <laughs> to the middle of the scrum and kind of <laughs> just kind of looks around, and people are like, "Okay, all right, Josh, we're cool." <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. He is just a massive human being uh, and a hell of a baseball yeah. player. That's, yeah, he's doing uh, good. I'm, I'm, awesome. He's he's you know from all accounts too. He's a nice guy and a good dude. So that's cool. So he sh- so he should be out of Pittsburgh within a couple of years, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, he definitely will. Of course, of course he will. Uh, it's I have to look it up, but he has some uh, post game ritual. It's not quite Bogsian, but it's something like uh, he he listens to really aggressive. Uh, like hardcore rap before games to get himself psyched up. If he has a good game, then he sits in the ice bath after the game and listens to something very mellow. The Empty Bowl podcast. If he has a bad game, he sits in the ice bath and listens to the aggressive music again. Like He doesn't reward himself with the relaxing music unless he's had a good game. Sounds like he hates himself if he's getting in an ice bath. <laughs> so that's been the, one of the keys for his success this year is the ice bath. Wow. That's a popular thing, right? I've now. taken a few ice baths wow. as a runner, and after the initial hell of slipping into it, it does, you know, it is good, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, there's nothing good about uh, getting in cold water. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, gentlemen, again, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to every father Except out there. Except for the, ba- the real shit baseball guys. I hope you have terrible fathers. Yeah, today. fuck you guys. Yeah, <laughs> pizza of shit. Absolutely. Uh, Your miserable kids. Let's get Dusty to write Uh, them an email. Your miserable bratty kids. (laughs) Uh, All right, boys. I love you. Uh, Thanks for being such great dads. Your kids are wonderful. Talk to you later, boys. Take care, guys. Love you guys. Sayonara. Some folks find that their role in life is to fail. At everything they try While other folks see But not like me There's one thing 
And it's there to divide It's no one's fault But it's put there by design And there's a bridge yet to build As many men have will Can stand the weight Of all those who wish to pass So we got. We also have. Um, we have uh, received some direct messages from Twitter. Is that right? In, in Instagram and uh, also some emails to Atlas Box. So, we have. Yes. Really. So, uh, <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. I am. I'm shocked. Because <laughs> we're not. We're this is the recording where we pretend like we didn't know who was sending us these messages. It's not all bots. Wow! Bots can send messages. Was it? Was it, was it Courtney? Was it HR Courtney? <laughs> no, no, no. She she did comment. On I Facebook. saw that. Yeah. Maybe the AI is just getting that good now. It can compose and send emails. Dear sirs. Your podcast, Atlas Bacht, is interesting. Do you think China should be subject to tariffs in the U.S.? I'm thinking you might not like the Hershey's Cookies and Cream one then, because that was the one that I preferred. And I, I almost like the fact that it's so sweet that I can feel it. I mean... My stomach is sort of still in its it's a uh, its salad days uh, of eating very unsalad like things, but <laughs> <laughs> but even these hit me sort of like mini asteroids. They're just really heavy. I think is what I noticed, probably more so than the sweetness. These are very very dense. Yes. They don't have they don't have sort of the the piddly crave splatter of chocolate on the inside. They are they are filled with real, like gooey buttercream in a sense. And it, that really is that's a great comparison because like the cereal pieces are actually really good. I thought they they almost reminded me what without quite this level of hardiness of like the Quaker Oat Square mm-hmm. cereal, um, which I, which I really like. But inside it is like frosting. I mean, it's like straight up an injection of cake frosting. Did you ever have the the Nature Valley baked oat bites when they were out? I don't think so. They were literally just crackling oat bran that was iced, and I feel like in the cinnamon uh, cinnamon roll flavors perspective, if you sort of just mashed one of the baked oat bites up into a little bit of squares, uh, you'd get that same density. So. No, we were there was no great content. We were just saying mean things about yeah, you. Yeah, well, that's pretty much the basis of our whole podcast, isn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.